Blog Talk Radio. He's in control. He has, he's the master of his masters. I can do business with you, right? Master's talking to a master, not a master talking to a slave, a sovereign. I'm going to license you, my materials. You don't own my materials anymore. But I'm going to take the big chunk over here to the homie. That's why I have no issue with people calling him a master mason. You damn right, he's a master of his catalog. He's a master of his words. He's a master of his archive. You feel me? He's a master of the ceremonies. Very few artists have been able to achieve this, but the ones that have, we've seen it demise. I'm on 100%. 100. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Prince. Red and blue, purple defense. Change up the circle of friends. The nether rule circle the twins. Circle. 75 ever since. 70 wives in the fence. Red and blue, purple like Prince. 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 We feeling the urge, killing the purge. Buzzers electric, we feeling the surge. Feeling the words, killing the birds with immunity. Pillars of unity. This is the form of the Voltron. This is the age of the Ultron. This is Saint Sage of the Pope Bomb. This is the stage you can smoke on. Copper pound. Came under Zena was copper down. All I was missing was copper crown. Summer Sestina turned copper brown. Look for revenge in the copper town. Capping the jersey and copper crown. 21 guns to lose jumper sounds. My power pieces, the crystals be talking, the clothes be talking. King County clothing, yeah, king of New York, and I'm Christopher Walken, the missiles and fucking. This is be talking, 21 hammers with country, the grammar, the broken, the English black. I'm on 100%. 100. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Prince. Red and blue, purple the Benz. Change up the circle of friends. The nether rule circle the twins. Circle. 75 ever since. 70 wives in the Benz. Red and blue, purple like Prince. 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 Charges of federal, orders incredible, markers indelible, sparkers immeasurable. Walking the medical, parking on pedestal, sharks for that revenue, hawks for what's edible. Heart full of vegetables, order the festivals, heart no cholesterol, sharp on those episodes. I'm on 100%. I like when summer begins. I need my hundreds and tens. I need 100%. Go independent like Prince. I'm on 100%. I like when summer begins. I need my hundreds and tens. I need a hundred percent. I like when summer begins. Whoa, I'm on 100 percent. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Red and blue, purple defense. Change up the circle of friends. The nether rule circle the twins. 75 ever since. 70 wives in the fence. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Red and blue, purple like Prince. Prince. Red. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You already know you are now rocking with the best. Yes, this is your host for the evening, the brother Red Pill. Soon to be joined by my co-host, the brother Blue Pillar. Peace. I'm over 100%. Red and blue, purple yeah. like Prince. Yeah. Yeah. Broadcasting live. Yeah. No. 
I just finished dumping out homie at the um. <laughs> just finished dumping out Richard Spence at the inauguration. Back in the building was saying that man. You ain't seen that clip? Nah, what happened? Talk to me. Oh yeah, they um. Richard Spencer got duffed out got during a live interview. No, he did Those protesters is not playing, B. Are you serious? No, I'm dead at Nah, they, they, all of them, is, nah, them protesters came from Craigslist, B. That's it a movie matter. right there. No, I know that, they're about that. but they, I think yeah. they did that on purpose to inflame because by dumping out Richard Spencer on live TV, that's like poking a bear because he is, you know, <clears throat> he is the, uh, He's the he's the button. It's almost like duffing out one of, you know, the blacks' leaders. You know, the white side is going to laugh, but they're going to be like, oh, no, nah, fuck that. I'm going to get that thing. I'm going to get the Draco. Let the Draco talk. <laughs> I mean, and the largest standing you. army. Hold on. Michigan has the largest standing army and the, the fourth largest standing army in the world. Do you know how? Through their hunter licenses. Just Michigan. Mm-hmm. The fourth. The fourth, 700,000. I think one state is 700,000. The next state is 600,000. And another is 400,000. West Virginia, uh, Vermont, and mm-hmm. Michigan. They said on record, the fourth largest I mean, army. We're sitting here, like I said, we're just taking notes. We're looking at provocations mm-hmm. that are either, you know, paid for or just purely out of passion. But, you know, it, it looks like this country might be headed towards, you know, some very um, deep internal conflicts, you know. Uh, so waters. this is... Hmm? Choppy waters. You know how it shipped yeah. more, like the Nebuchadnezzar? Remember when Neo was going to the Matrix and it, and it was getting real choppy in his waters and then the spaceship was yeah. getting... Was, yeah. uh, I'm making some interesting observations from afar, but I also spoke to some people, you know, some uh, trusted correspondents that got their boots on grounds out there, you know what I mean? And, and they're giving me some feedback. So I have a... Uh, an informed opinion, you know what I'm saying, based on what's being shared with me. And, yeah. you know, like I said, a couple of what I'm seeing from afar, from a very far distance, and I'm reading reports and I'm looking at things and I'm just trying to call whatever sort of energy that I can from what I'm assessing. Did what I'm saying? It just looks like um, these are, these are, these are these are the it's the attack of the idioms, you know what I'm saying? It's it's two it's many divergent narratives that are clashing right now. Facts. You know what I mean? And um I do not know where the black man fits in all of this. Cause he is as always absent. He's silent. Um he's not, you know, in the forefront of this conversation. You know what I'm saying? He's not protesting. We don't know how he feels. You know what I mean? He don't even got his feelings together about Obama when Obama done came and went. You know what I'm saying? 
then when are we still going to have this conversation about what just happened? Like, what just happened? Do you know? Do you have any idea? So, it's just so much, you know, we could talk for days about the hits and the misses and, you know, where this thing is finna go. You know what I mean? You know, you got Europeans out there with stronger Black Lives Matter talking points than black folks. You feel me? Um, it's just interesting, bro. It's just interesting. You know what I mean? But as always, you know, even if what you're saying is true, which I know it has truth to it, you know, uh, melanated people will bear the brunt of the kickback. And ultimately, you know what I'm saying, they're going to have their hands up like, I had nothing to do with that. So it's, mm-hmm. it's just... It's just, it's just kind of crazy. I want to say, give a big shout out and a thank you, everybody who joined me last night on the um, on the webinar. You know, we went into the wee hours, way past the two o'clock mark. I think like we might have even touched the three o'clock. <laughs> it was like an eight hour. Yeah, they used telling me it was an eight hour lecture right. or something like that. So my guy, I I don't you know. I don't have any qualms about that because information is just that. And I only made it through half of my slides. I still have 500 more. You feel me? So ready for that book there, brother. Oh, that yeah, class yeah, that's, that that's what's next. All of that is next. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? full course. I, I do have a full course, and I do thank the people um, because compiling information and even talking to yourself about it and sharing it is one thing. But when you know the magic of this, you know what I'm saying? When you're in presentation mode and you're actually Ooh. sharing it with people and I'm 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 hearing the feedback, even though I'm not in the, the chat room or the comment room. You feel me? Like I'm weird like that, I can't really explain explain this people, but yeah, through the energy, like in your mind you know, also, if you remember uh, Dark Knight with Batman when, you know what I'm saying, him and uh, Morgan Freeman was in that room and they seen all of the conversations taking place. When you are tapped in quantum field shit, when you're tapped into listeners and you're doing something to their brain, which is equal to 44-2, and they're doing something to your brain and it's reciprocating and it's this exchange going back and forth like I'm hearing things in my mind so I know exactly where to go with my information. Like, okay, well, let me touch on this point and maybe emphasize this and go back to that. But like, again, with, with, yeah, with these lectures are even showing me, which is very difficult family, you know what I mean? Is that this information, because I'm talking about a tesseract and a hypercube, these four dimensional objects are not one dimensionally linear. So me even trying to go from slide to slide and all of that shit, like that model right there is so outdated. I need my slides to go circular. Like I, I need this shit to look like a merry-go-round damn near with, you know, concentric circles, one spinning outside, one spinning inside, and you pull in. Like I got to make my own model for how to teach because the linear format don't work for me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I got a thousand plus slides. so. 
stuff be out of sequence, something is over there, I got to run through this to get all the way to the 800 slide. You feel me? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's weird, but you get better every time that you do it. You get more confident. Your message becomes a little bit more stronger. And I was compiling information all the way up until the last minute, you know, because oh, people were calling me and flooding me with information on the last day. And they always do that yeah. shit. Or, you know, you, you, you do some research and you crack open, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, a reservoir of info and the shit just starts flooding in. And you're like, damn, well, I got to put this here and study and dig, you know what I mean? So I was going through that. And, um, you know what I'm saying, time, which also equals 44, it just never seems to uh, be on our side in, in moments like this when things start accelerating towards the um, the moment, you feel me, that moment when you got to show up and do your thing. But we are speaking tonight about our next moment, and our next moment will be in Norfolk, Virginia, you know what I'm saying, and I, I will be prepared for that because I ain't going to stop now, you know what I mean, I'm going to just make sure that I get prepared. You learn as you, you move along and you get better, you know what I mean, so I'm going to take that experience to do that exactly, you heard? Indeed, you know, like I was saying earlier, a full course is exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's a syllabus, you know, being a a child of a English professor, you know, mm-hmm. you should yeah, shout you know, out you're to familiar him. with. Yeah, shout out to my dad. You're familiar with syllabuses and courses. So something that I found myself, you know, um, same kind of similar problem that you found yourself in. I have a 600-plus page uh, presentation, you know, dealing with the mores in antiquity, but definitely tying it in, tying it into the Obama administration. And by way of fear of a black and more messiah, where I took, um, I sourced my material from that collection for the first one. Well, we also have it in the Trump administration because this administration will be, you know, intricately tied into that Moorish story because these people are identifying themselves as crusaders and they're, they're specifically identifying with medieval um, lore, the Heritage Foundation, the people who are behind um, Trump, and these are the people who he's basing the majority of these new policy changes in that $10 trillion budget slash. You know, these are some of the people, these are these that are going to be um, implementing their programs. They're downloading them. They've already up, they already changed the system. They took out Safari. They took out Lion and Mountain and all of these other things. They put it in their operating system, implementing that into government by cutting things and downloading new things. So these people specifically are crusaders of the exact, I'm talking about pinpoint, the exact bloodline, exact background, exact movement that we've been introducing based on not just our studies. I learned 
about this from other teachers by listening. By listening, I went ahead and I didn't just listen as a blind follower. I went and did the research. I did research and I saw how the research and the information, you know, was definitely, uh, I mean, when you look at the Obama era, those eight years, those eight years are identified, you know, if you want to talk about consciousness, it's definitely identified in a very Moorish, uh, you know, has a very Moorish motif to it, you know. So mm -hmm. this upcoming lecture that we're about to do, it's gonna be it's gonna be um it's powerful. This lecture is not necessarily gonna to touch on what part one and part two touched on because I feel that, you know, um anybody that follows the body of work, the fear of a black and more messiah series, you don't need to hear me keep repeating what was already said. You know what I'm saying? We already laid it out in intricate detail. There's so much to talk about right now, like you were saying with your piece. I might have to do a course connected to another course, you know what I'm saying, because these conversations or rather these narratives that we're having, the powerful thing about it is that we're breaking it down and putting it in the form of a course or a syllabus where people could study it through KTL University. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just a conversation. We're like compartment where we have lecture series, when in Rome, part one and two. Shoot, facts. Fear of a Black Planet. Fear of a Black Planet all the way back in 2010, opening up for Professor Griffin Atlanta. Blue Pill got up there talking about the Draco. Talking about yes. Drake, talking about the Draco, um, talking about uh, the rise of the hybrid agenda, the rise of all kind of things. I'm straight prophesizing. Blueprint 322 in 09. Me, Blue, Black Dot, uh, A.A. Rashid, and Pooh, legend. Facts. Now, you know what I'm saying? Legend. Like, so these conversations have a relation. And um, we're going to, you know, this, this, this year and also the upgrade in the technology that's being used. And that's something else that we have to definitely uh, let the viewers and the listeners and the followers of Know the Ledge Radio know that we're going to be upgrading into Know the Ledge University, KTL Empowerment, and that's going to be through portals. The first portal will be through YouTube, through the use of live stream, where we'll be able to do um, Tuesday and Friday Lectures, straight online. Facts. So we're going to return as podcasters. You understand? We will be back as podcasters. But the podcasting yeah, that we decided. <laughs> it's a big opening with the absence of tax stone. Yeah, it's free tax stone. There's, free um, we've been studying the whole field of podcasting, what Blog Talk has allowed us to do, and, you know, we we uh, we appreciate what Blog Talk brings to the game, and, you know, it is yeah, a podcast. Shout out to Blog Talk. No. And Know the Ledge, you know, was definitely uh, um, a pioneer 
when we say pioneer, we're definitely a pioneer in all podcasts. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really matter. But the podcasting that we want to do, where you're monetizing your work and where you're working through other means and it's not just blog talk radio, you're going to know about that in the near future. Um, but in the meantime, live, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, and also our app. That's how you're going to be able to get this information. And um, I'm cool with the audio, but it's definitely audio-visual time. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Spend that time. It's beyond time. You know what I mean? we actually like two years behind the eight ball. They've been calling for this from us for the longest. Before the uh, technology was even available, people was like, yo, we want to see y'all. And we were like, hold on, you know I mean? wait, because we were waiting for this technology. To re- we we kind of put it out there. It was like when the technology catches up, then we'll jump in and do it like that. But right now we're going to just do this and um, prepare. So the prepping is, you know, definitely being done, uh, you know, if y'all don't realize, if y'all don't know that, but the prepping in the building, you know, it's it's like me and Blue are like construction workers coming out the building, the frame foundation is being laid, it's set, you know what I mean? They're like, yo, it's, it's definitely about to have the marble floors, you know, you know what I'm saying, that stained glass with the biggie picture, I mean, it's going there. Um, Yeah, so if you, you know, mm-hmm. oh, go ahead. If you don't know, and I'm not assuming that you do know, but if you don't know, there are about four major channels on YouTube that have bodies of work from both me, Blue Pill, and KT the Arch Degree, and even Mama Pill. Um, Brother Rich's channel, Black Magic 363, and then Magic is spelled M, mm-hmm. number three, number six, number three. And also mm-hmm. um, Key of Life Productions. To find me on Key of Life Productions, and this is for this year. This is where we've been on since 2017, or this new fiscal cycle. Key of Life Productions, uh, very powerful videos that we've been doing. Check out the whole library. Um, Baba TV, fire every time, and um, what else? We've done. A, we've got a lot of stuff with UGR with Black Magic Three Six Three. You know. Yeah. Don't you have? Don't you have your own channel? Did you want to promote? No. And also, you guys, yes. Get anything up there? One mm-hmm. is yes. Bill T as in Thomas Moreland. That's the name of the channel. Trying to see if we could get it changed to No The Ledge TV, but for now it's Bill T Moreland and also a channel called KTL Empowerment. You want to go and subscribe to both of those channels. Those are going to be the channels where the live streams are going to be coming through. Simple. Same way that we have Nota Ledge Radio, you got Tuesdays and Fridays. I believe it will be 9 p.m. or 10 p.m., and y'all are going to be in for a surprise that, you know, there hasn't been, it's not, you know, you'll see. Um, the The... Norfolk event will be be pay-per-view. You'll be able to see the stream. You could be in Boise, Idaho. It doesn't matter. You know, as long as you have, it'll be available for your mobile and your laptop. 
So go to Eventbrite and put Fear of a Black Memorial Messiah 3, or you can put Red Pill in the um, in the search engine and it will take you to the event in Norfolk, Virginia, January 29th, um, Sunday. You know what I mean? That's, a, that's another thing. These lectures that we'll be doing over the year, this is another way where a lot of the information um, will be compartmentalized and be given to the family in a very concentrated manner. So, you know, you want to make sure that you're at these events because they're not just lectures, workshops, you know what I mean? We're unveiling apps, we're unveiling technology, we're updating you because we're in the quickening. Things are moving at a very fast rate. Super. Super duper fast. We forget things. Yes, family. And we are also um, focusing on the next retreats that are coming up because they are coming up. This thing is moving fast, like you said. So the end of March will be uh, doing the first one of this year, March um, 23rd, I believe. Don't quote me on that, but you can go to ShastaMedicine.com. All right? ShastaMedicine.com. And there's early booking available. All right, we have a payment plan set up for the first one. There's another one that's going to be in March, end of, I mean, end of April, uh, April 20th, 420 is going to be the launch date for the second one of the year. And we're going to be doing another one afterwards, but we'll announce the date once these two, you know what I'm saying, are over. We want to focus on two at a time. All right. So, yeah, it's March 23rd to 28th, March 20th to 25th. It's a five-day event, all right? ShastaMedicine.com, S-H-A-S-T-A, medicine.com, all right? We hope to see the family there. Uh, we had a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, event the very first time. Changed people's whole perspectives, you know, helped shift people's lives into the most positive direction possible with the time allotted. Okay, and we want to continue that. This year is about healing. This year is about showing, improving, and doing. And this is in the vein of that because many of our people need healing. Many of our people are damaged, um, if not only from their experiences, also from their environment. You know, many people are starting to come to the understanding that um, as uh, Bruce Lipton shares in the biology of belief, your, your DNA response to the environment and living in these toxic environments, you know, living in these cities that have been constructed in a way in which they resemble mausoleums, you know what I'm saying, and being disconnected at all times from the resonance of the earth and from the cosmos, you feel me? So we want to do what it is that we can to show people possibilities that are afforded to us by actually not only communing with one another in the natural environment and the setting, but also um, being introduced to different healing modalities in those environments, as well as, you know, um, seeing what, what, what it would actually feel and look like if you was to live off grid, you know what I mean, autonomous to yourself with your people's building and not concerned with all of the distractions that the city brings. Mm. 
i.e. unplugging from the matrix. I.e. Yeah, that sounds real good right there. Yeah. Hey. So, did you, were you able to catch the inauguration today, good brother? I, I actually did. I actually did. Okay. Um, you ain't on trial to get yes. that. Get your, um, your credit ran. See if niggas is going to trade you. <laughs> No, no. I think that it's dutiful for everyone that you should be able to at least see and assess for yourself what took place because there are stark differences. I'm going to ask you a question. Do you miss Obama already? Yeah. Think about it. I don't, but I felt the change, though. I felt the shift. You felt the change. You felt the shift. I did feel the shift. It wasn't real until you seen him bounce. He was like, "Oh shit!" When he got on that, when he got on that helicopter, the nigga was like, "Oh no, hold on, wait a minute, I was just playing. <laughs> I was just saying, come back. Where you going, son? Oh shit! <laughs> oh, shit. I won't do the lecture. I won't do the lecture. <laughs> I put Are you leaving for real? For real though. Where your babies at? You leaving your? <laughs> Are you leaving your seed? This shit is real. Hold on." <laughs> He's still upstairs, though. <laughs> I'm just talking about a fatty. Where that came from? No. Oh, man. That shit got real. My nigga Bane took the stage today. Like, oh, Bane. It was, it was. They said he was a joker. Like, that nigga Bane, homie. Batman Mafia. Yeah. He went from the Joker to Bane. Like, you know, we 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 really were front and center, not only in the community, but I think the global community with our conversation and our narrative. It was um not a uh, an objective narrative. It was an honest look at an assessment and. I've yet to see anybody apply a cosmological eye towards what it is that we're looking at. And we could just simply explain it by the age of Leo being replaced by the age of the Gemini. So you have this um, this guy, a good guy, guy. right? That's good guy. Who's a Gemini who just shadowed or twinned this outgoing 44 president. Not only, you know, coupled with the fact that he also is a 44, you know, cloth talk, and we know that 44 now is the energy or the, or the number that follows Gemini's by way of Gimeo, who is the uh, archangel over that particular um, sign. But also, you know, he's shadowing and twinning and consuming the legacy of an individual that he cut his teeth off of you know what I'm saying? Like, he had a Bane relationship with, with, yeah, by trolling him, he had a Bane relationship with, 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 with Bruce Wayne. Just like how you've seen in Batman. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Like, he trolled his entire presidency to a point where he was able to crawl on his back and now stand on his shoulders and ascend to the highest office in this nation and thus 
occupy, you know, the, the, the designation of being the ruler of the free world, coupled with the fact that when you look at the, um, the breakdown or the meaning of his name, his name means ruler of the free world, uh, son of the drummer or some shit like that. You know, so it's 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 going to be a very interesting ride going into 2020. You know what I'm saying? Our 44th birthday. So, you know, I I I have so many questions that I want to ask. I don't know if I need to ask them all here at this particular point in time or when we get in front of an audience that's qualified to give us some of the answers that we're looking for, you know, like we, there still hasn't been any meetings. There's still no conversation amongst thought leaders in the community. You know, there's still no contingency plans. There's still nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like everything <laughs> just seems to be, you know, as usual. Like we just, you know what I'm saying? Nothing changed. Nah, niggas got, Niggas got big soldier tickets, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Niggas got tickets to the big soldier event. You know, they're going to see the soldier throw them hands, but, um, you know, nothing else community-wise, collectively-wise, is being discussed with our people in regards to, yeah, where where do we go from here? Are things changing? You know what I'm saying? Do we adjust to change? Do we remain the same? Do we have a plan that's winning? Do we have an outlook? What does our four-year outlook look like? What are you going to be doing in 2020? Are we starting? Are we getting ready to campaign? You know, we just saw a media platform responsible for putting a troll in the presidency. You know what I'm saying? Are we going to run Brother Polite as the president? <laughs> 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 Umar twenty twenty, like where are we going with this? Is it still Kanye twenty twenty? Yeah, is it still Kanye twenty twenty? Like, yeah, I think what, what, what's the cloth talk? I think black people, <sighs> as you know, the, the, I'm talking about the ones who represent those forty four million. Those yeah. black people, because you definitely have to make a a a differ a differentiate a differentiation, right? Yeah, between the two, yeah, those guys, yeah, that way, those guys that way, they're trying to figure out how to like they're like yo, what stop do we get on at, and then what part of the train do we need to sit in? We'll we'll ride on the fucking side of the train if you want us to, Don, sir. We'll do that, sir. Um, sir, we'll sit on the back of the train if need be. We're prepared to do that, sir. sir. Um, we'll even all pile into the fucking conductor's booth and just sweat. You know what I'm saying? We're willing to do that as well. They just want to know what fucking stop on the coon train do they need to get on? Because that's the conversation <laughs> that I hear niggas having in the open rather than the solution-based conversation with some fucking strength in their voice. The conversation the niggas are saying is like, come on, dog. You can't be that mad at Steve Harvey. He wasn't that wrong. 
I'm saying though, but I'm saying though, if he invited you to come and talk to, yeah, I'm saying I would too, I would too. I had to enjoy you know what? more Negro tool on the train, listening to these fucking buffoons sit there and embarrass themselves and talk about how they would just sell out, or not even sell out, how they would just un- unwittingly. You niggas can't go and sit down with Bane, and you don't even know his plan. You don't even know that he's Bane. So niggas is like, well, oh, let me ask you Steve something. Could go and... Yeah. If Steve Harvey has a personal relationship with this guy who he plays golf with, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. who he knows on a personal level, and mm-hmm. he doesn't necessarily, you know, flag, wave, wave the flag to say, look, you know, I represent black America. But, you know, I'm also part of a tax bracket where there's familiarity. I have more in common economically and maybe even socially Mm -hmm. with the Don than I do with y'all. Would you still feel the same? Would you still feel the same way? I probably would, but that even is disqualified. Do you know why? Because in this world or in this theater that we're in, it's a nigga shooting at you, like Bane. Okay, because Steve Harvey, they were they both they were ops. If this shit was Call of Duty, you know what I'm saying? He was a knock. He was shooting at him. It's a different conversation. It wasn't like oh they played golf together and Trump just pulled a buddy card. Hey, uh, Steve, come over to Trump. All right, come over to the towers. You know, we're doing uh, Jello shots. I want you to be there. He's like, oh, my man, I was wondering when you were going to call me because after oh, all, man. we used to yeah. be in the Playboy mansion together. We knocked down uh, Melani Trump and her friends together. You understand? You know, I, I get it. Like, they've done coke together. He's He is, like we said before, you niggas are in for a rude awakening because he is the hip-hop president, meaning that he rubs shoulders with the whole fucking industry because he's been here before them niggas got here. He's always been here. Biff has always been on the fucking scene. Okay. I was born in 75. I'm finding yeah. pictures of this nigga in 75. Yeah. So, he's been here. And he's, he's been the epitome of what they ascend to. You know, when, when, when he, yeah, when, when they wanted Google a Billy. How many songs got Donald Trump name in it? Since, since we want to talk about they don't they hate Donald Trump run the Donald Trump channel. Go and Google how many times rappers mention Donald Trump's names through his through their illustrious career. Because like I said, he's been here before they got here. He's different than other politicians. You've always known who the fuck Donald Trump was. Right. Okay. Right. He's always been in the fucking theater. He's always been in the mix of things. So this guy not just pulling favors with Negroes who he's following on Twitter. He's a good guy. He had a lot of people on The Apprentice. He could pull all kind of black people to the tower. Mm-hmm. Right? But the tower, the tower meetings are all strategic for a brother such as myself that is studying arduously the fear of a black and more messiah. All of the tower meetings had significance beyond you niggas all of a sudden going up there to shoot the shit with a, a, a European pilgrim. He went dark when you niggas. This is Superman 3. Okay? His other side of his Gemini. Remember, he has two sides. Ben Carson told you there's two Donald Trump. 
the other Donald Trump is that nigga who, you know what I'm saying, is real disrespectful to y'all when y'all be trying to come up to the tower. And when you come down in the elevator, he's the other Donald Trump. So he's two-faced. He's Harvey Dent. Okay? So, yeah, they know this nigga. But they don't know the new Donald. They don't know the POTUS. And he's stunting. He's stunting on his ex-bitch. None of them niggas who went to see him in the tower was getting super busy in their neighborhood. They were, they name wasn't ringing. <laughs> Wait a minute. These niggas wasn't booked, bitch. They wasn't booked for what they was doing in the hood. So, <laughs> so they just popping up as social entrepreneurs. No, no, this is what I do. I got a farm and shit where I talk a little picking any. No, nigga, I'm not falling I mean, for that. No, 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 no. I mean, we, yeah, Jim Brown, you know, well, one thing that we can't do in his dissertation about these people is, um, so also I was told, is that you can't talk about Jim Brown like that, brother. Reassess oh, yourself. Okay. This man has done phenomenal work in the community, and he has yes. taken children and this, that, and the other, so, you know. I don't know if that if, if, if that applies to you, bro. Wait. Yeah. Oh, that was for me. The slow down. Slow down. Alright. So <laughs> I ain't taking no shots at Jim Brown. But all I'm saying is, because remember Amarosa brought him. She dragged him along. We don't get no follow up though. I've been following your Twitter. I've been I've been stalking. I ain't see no updates. Nothing. You understand? Nobody's, you know what I mean? Kanye is not giving you niggas none of the answers like he told Sway he don't got. He ain't, nobody's talking. All of a sudden, all of these niggas that came by the Trump Towers with these fucking ideas, they're silent. They, you know, they're not tweeting. You know what I mean? Like, why do why do the teachers in the, in the quote-unquote hotel niggas, why we always got to be the one tweeting out? Good ideas about stuff. Why are we always, why are we always the ones sharing uh, honest opinions and viewpoints? And these other niggas are getting, you know, you just assuming what they think. No, we live in a new era. I need to know what the fuck you think because I need it to come out of your mouth. I'm not assuming anything. And even with people with got shit coming out their mouth. Okay, so no, nah, I'm not. It's propaganda. And it's weak, and it's it's a damn shame that he doesn't have any black businessmen or any quote unquote black um, leaders in his roller day. Who who, who would he, he have? Donald Trump. But I, what I'm saying is those meetings. I said, who would he have? Meetings. What would it look like? Hold on, I know. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Cause he could he could have went and talked to Charlemagne, you know. <laughs> hey Charlemagne for Tyreek Nasir's number, like yeah. who was he gonna have up there that fits the bill that you're talking about? I'm just interested, cause I asked myself the no. same question. I was like, damn, he got like TV personalities. Well, he's just TV person. He's a TV personality. Okay, I get that. 
But I'm like, if 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 we wanted him to have somebody that represented the possible voice, you know what I'm saying? That that spoke that mm-hmm. talk that translates the uh, desires and you know the um, four year outlook or ten year outlook or thirty year plan of Black America. Who would he talk to? And that's when I really started, like my stomach just started getting upset. And I'm like, damn, son. I'm like, we really don't, There's you know nobody. what I'm saying? There's nobody. Yeah, and we came it. out under eight years of Obama, and it, and there's nobody that mimics, right? That mimics. Um, I want to quote whoever said this correctly because I want to give them their credit. Oh, Supernova. He said, if nothing else that he got from an Obama presidency is that black man, you need to be presidential. You know what I'm saying? Quote, unquote. Mm-hmm. Moors, you need mm-hmm. to be presidential. Y'all niggas ain't even get on your fucking John Hanson spiel. Mm-hmm. Sit down. Y'all ain't even use that opportunity to, to roll out that wheelbarrow. Sit down. So, like, the opportunity to be presidential wasn't seized upon. You feel me? No, it wasn't. Niggas trying to blame like, Obama. Where's, where's, where's the little Obamas? Where's the Obama Jr. Yeah. in society? They're supposed to be a they plethora of them. Yeah. They're supposed to be a swelling yeah. of them. You know what I'm saying? Not, not, not the kind that follow the policy that you don't like, that you say he ain't do nothing for, the personage of the image that's supposed to be the one that you want to see that you didn't see. Where are they at? What are the little niggas? What is nonsense? Mm-hmm. They was on their hands up down shoot. They turned into victims. <laughs> Took them right off of their course. That's so, you, yeah, exactly. So you got to D-Ray as your leadership black men, black America, it's appropriate for where we're at as a people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's some real soul searching. Nothing needs to be done. It needed to be done. Like, look where we at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what we need to do. Really, though? Look where we at. January 20th, 2017. Still no plans. Still no conversation. Nobody got a fucking telegram. No one flew pigeons that landed on a windowsill like, yo, you need to come to this private meeting. We need to talk some strategy. Let's elect a leader amongst us so we can take a list of demands. Again, shout out to Umar, who Got on the Breakfast Club and at least made that point about Obama. Like, if you don't make demands of this president before he gets out, you feel me? If you don't have a a a, a point system, ten point mm-hmm. hopefully, you know what I'm saying? If you don't put the pressure on him, first of all, you can never say what he did or he didn't do because what someone does for another people is not voluntary. Politics is about what you have to petition the person. You got to bring them to the carpet. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and and they say you should have a bag, okay? But if you even wanted to pull the, the, the color and the race card on him, you go with your preachers to do that. 
okay? And, and you build upon the faith-based initiatives that Bush even put in place where he had these niggas lock, stop, and barrel. Arrest in peace to Eddie Long. So, you didn't even do that. Nope. You could have went up there with Ray Haggis before you found out about him. You didn't even do that. What you look like coming to Trump? You trying to go to the tower talking about what? Black power. Who's going to go to the tower to talk about what with who? What's your leverage points? How you going to twist his arm? Where's your, where's your receipt? Are you gonna, where's your receipt? Where's your receipt? You going to beg for a handout? Like what, you, what? What is going to be done? What does it look like? I need to know. I'm a visionary. My shit is very visual. I need to know what it looks like. Fuck what it sounds like. I, I need. To, I, I can hear that too. But I need to know what it looks like. It's no vision. The people with no vision. How you gonna get to 2020 with no vision? Mm-mm-mm. No vision. So. Thank the most high for the law of 44. You know, at least I got something to get me, keep me occupied, something I can hand down to my children's children. I'd be like, look, I have my finger on the pulse when this shit was going down. They said Trump used Obama's Twitter account. Yeah, then I got that, that nigga's Obama. Okay? That don't get it. He jumped in his shadow. He's the 44. But they're going to erase the old, oh, you know what I'm saying? He's the new Obama. He's Obama to the red states what Obama was to the... Yeah. He's Obama to the red states what Obama was to the blue states. Okay? Mm-hmm. Or to the rainbow. And he states. is that... Yeah, today he's going to be... <laughs> and he's that dream. He's that dream. He's that yes we can. He's that white hope. You know what I mean? Yes, he's the he's great the dreams of his father. Jack for be so long. So, yeah. you know, it went from the uh, <laughs> went from the black hope, the bringer of hope and hopiates and opiates, to the great white hope. Great white hope. White hope matters. Feel me? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 where we at. Like yo. I ain't gonna say the person's name. Nobody knows the name, but she's a sister who I knew. I don't even know her no more. Don't know her. I was I was in conversation with the sister yesterday, older sister, and um, you know the conversation was basically one of those conversations where you know sister was trying to talk to me about expanding my audience. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean by expand the audience? Expand it where? So I had to explain to the sister that you know. Expanding your audience just widely without a a target audience is not wise when you're not speaking to everybody. It's not about popularity. 
or it's not about being on what they deem as these mainstream media platforms that it's like, you know, the shit is like um, the price is right. Like, come on down. Like, you haven't made it until, you know what I mean, you get tagged by one of these gossip sites. You know what I'm saying? I don't get it. That's how people feel. I talk. And then a sister hit me up today with a text. Like right after the inauguration, that's how I knew. I know I didn't know it was going down. I got the text. She's like, "Yeah, so um, you know, we've made it this far. Today is the day. I'm watching Obama leave. So you know, um, we have a new president, and he's here to um, like, I mean, the shit was so fucking crazy, B. Like the text was basically like, yo." It was like a, um, you know, your phone updates? Mm-hmm. The shit was like a warranty update text. She was just like, yo, I'm, I'm updating to Trump 2.0, and that's my guy. Like, that's my president. Like, and you should feel like that. Like, wait a minute, what the fuck? Hey, Tupac, is this Agent Smith? Like, what are you doing? So, make make a long story short, she, I mean, the conversation went completely left, and the person was like, yo, you're Agent Smith. I mean, you're a devil. You know what I mean? Um, so, it was a glimpse. It was, I'm saying all of that to say that I got a... a person a, calls a, you a, a devil, you say? Yeah. I got a front row seat. Because I called, I said something about it. So, I got a front row seat to the power of persuasion and the power of that over office. Like you said, when they took over the Twitter, okay, mm-hmm. when he assumed the role, when he assumed the throne, when he assumed that office, when that energy began to permeate, when people began to conform, when people were seeing that hand on the Bible and all of their allegiance, these, I heard niggas repeating, uh, talking points about, yo, we all believe the same blood, patriot blood. I heard grown black men say, yeah, we're going to give them a chance. We're just going to watch them. They're going to watch them as if, what are you talking about? They're watching them do what? That's niggas' problems. They just want to watch. So he's the, you know, he's the apprentice. He's the reality television president. So people are listening. They're watching Twitter and watching him. They want to watch they want to watch for some news to leak or a sex tape from, what's her name, Milana? hmm <laughs> You know? They want to watch who else comes to the tower. They want to watch the right person come to the tower. So they, because niggas is at the gates now. So they're like, yo, when he reads his plan, whatever bone he throws, we all going to run for it. All right? Mm-hmm. Just whatever bone he throws, oh, he's taking welfare away? Word. Fuck them niggas. They don't deserve to live anyway. Everybody's on the Trump shit. Niggas is like, yo, this this is going to be great because we're all going to be entrepreneurs in America and bring the jobs back. Like, the niggas didn't even activate under Obama. You didn't use that pass. I didn't see none of y'all in the airport. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't use your, you didn't use your presidential you pardon. Niggas, yo, pardon, Mumia. I want 
wondering who he's going to pardon. Pardon you niggas <laughs> for eight years. He pardoned himself, pardoned my back. He pardoned you niggas for eight years. You was on the chopping block in the Bush administration. You were nobody. You were invisible. What are you talking about? He pardoned niggas for eight years. And they went and played paperwork Obama games for eight years. And they went into what I read on that thing about, you know, niggas went on God complexes and Messiah complexes and created fantasies around Obama, who he is, who he's not, what he's here to do, who he bombed when you were asleep and you didn't know about it during the witching hour. Niggas got all of these reports. Stupid shit. And nobody reiterated the fact that your face was good around the world. Fuck your block. Forget your state. Your face was good around the world. In the age of the entrepreneur, when they were creating billion-dollar apps out of uh, ideas that were, you niggas ain't get on top of that. This was during the age of entrepreneurism. When all kind of things begin to blow up and mobile and all of that, who, when, when did they, when did our people take advantage? Niggas had a million man march in D.C. and I don't even remember that that shit occurred a year ago. I'm willing to lose money on the bet. Like not, I was like five years ago. You know, it's just so a lot of like things, it. man. Yeah, it's just a lot of things that have to be. Um, definitely made sense of. Yeah, there needs to be a serious assessment. I'm telling you, as of January 20th, certain narratives are dead in the water. They are no longer viable in this new world order that has been implemented. I am telling you, trust me, do not get stuck in a bygone era, that shit is dead. Tell me, dead. Who are your allies? Who? Somebody brought something up to me that was very key. Did I repeat? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Asada had to have allies. You know what I'm saying? I was just leaving them had to have allies, like you know what I'm saying? What's this whole concept of isolation isolationism? You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like like it, it it's just some serious conversations that need to be had, you know what I mean? Because it's obvious that um like I said, some some paradigms have truly come to an end. Nah, I'm with you. With you now. I see that. I see that. Um, definitely. When I look at it, you know, I'm like okay, niggas ain't upgrade your shit. You know what I mean? Nobody's had to conform into coonery 
by January 20th, but you had to make your mind up and do something about something. And um, a lot of people chose I mean, not to. Yeah. It, it's just like I said, because of whoever was directing the narrative, it just was not properly put into perspective. And some of this, this lies on some of the shoulders of our elders as well. They cannot get excused from this. You feel me? Because mm-hmm. they didn't properly prepare whoever came in their place to steer and direct the ship in these last eight years. We took a reprieve from a, 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 a very clear knowledge of there being a, a, a long lineage of racist presidents in this country. This ain't new. You feel me? We tried an experiment mm-hmm. in 2008, and it failed. You understand? But mm-hmm. in that experiment, there were certain things that were formulated and were um, became firm in this country that even this new administration is going to have hell trying to undo, and that is the level of inclusiveness that was wrought in an Obama year. I mean, about presidency, like I said, I traveled around the country. Niggas did not. So people cannot really tell me too much when it comes to the fact that I keep trying to tell people, especially the thought leaders of, of, of these communities, I'm like, yo, America's brown. Like, the tanning of America's real. Like, under these eight mm-hmm. years, motherfuckers got their Obama on. So, no, it did not move and shift to black power. Obama is not a black power president. Obama is an inclusive president. Obama is a black man fucking a white woman. Yes, to have a mixed child president. That's what Obama is. That's I seen that around the the other way around. Yeah, another way around. Or you can have you know gay friends in your circle. You can have you know Mexicans. You know what I mean. You can advocate. White folks is out there marching. Like I said, and I told niggas this. When I got incarcerated for the Freddie Gray protest, I was like, yo, they got white protesters that know more about your situation globally than you do. Their talking points is illmatic. They got the history of this shit down pat. Y'all are not looking at the dynamics to say that George Soros is funding it is not enough. You feel me? They have hijacked your protest, period. Mm. Period. And they came from Occupy and all that other shit. And you know what I'm saying? These were the people, these will be the people in 20, 40 years telling your history. And you won't because you wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? And they you know, have mm. an honorary seat for D Ray. You know what I'm saying? But they're going to yep. be the voices because they're the ones pressing the front line. They're the ones controlling the narrative. And they're the ones creating the talking points. So. For them to come and try to undo that is going to be very difficult because there's a lot of different dynamics at play. But I got to change them. My thing is they'll change the narrative, but to undo the, the structuring, like I said, the structuring is social. Structuring is social. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So to just to change the narrative and undo the social structure for people to say we came this far, but we're we're we're, we're going to go backwards without a fight. That's not what they're willing to fight for. But 
what they're willing to fight for is not in line or inclusive of what people in this community are talking about because this community looks like a mirror identity, okay, to the people that they're going to be fighting against in that community. You understand? These niggas is black Trumpers. That's all they are. They're black Trumpers. There's no difference. They're non-inclusive. They're xenophobes. You understand? There's no difference. Other than the fact that they're not patriotic, so they're not even fighting for a country that they claim to be their own, so they'll never fight with the same zeal that a patriot will fight with. They're in a fucked up predicament, B. They're in the middle of a crossfire, and they don't have no friends or allies. You know what I mean? Like I said, people got to take a serious assessment of what just took place, bro. And look at this. Look at look at the speech, bro. Look at the speech. You feel me? He was on call. Now you gotta see it though. You gotta see it so you can see, you can see where the where the where the majority of the applause and the cheers and the roaring came from. Because it wasn't a lot. You know what I'm saying, and that shit looks super scattered. Like he ain't do his numbers, but mm-hmm. you know, I've seen mad hillbillies. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Slapping like a duck dynasty yeah. rally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're gonna check it out. Yeah, very, very, very well. Maybe best described like that. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you know, even absent all of this, family, even absent all of the external factors that we're talking about, you feel me? Eternally, amongst our own, amongst ourselves, what is our plan? You know what I'm saying? Economically, what is our plan? You feel me? Dealing with land, what is our plan? You feel me? Dealing with these companies and these corporations, affording opportunity to the people that are listening to your children so they can start listening to you, the fact that you're listening to us and paying the entire conversation some attention. What is the plan? You know, that's where the facts initiatives come in. You know, in, in regards to what it is that we can offer and put on the table, we don't got all the answers way. But at least we can be engaged in in a conversation. It ain't like we don't have no answers. Mm -hmm. But we're not closer to having answers than further from having them. So, facts initiative, you know, let them know when you're going to be rebooting that and rolling it out. You feel me? Yeah. I'm targeting. I'm targeted. I'm having having my targets, Houston, for the Super Bowl weekend, which will be a a Saturday, February 4th. I'm talking to the venue as we speak, and we want to um, come down there and reboot the Facts Initiative in Houston, energy capital of the world, all right? We want to reboot it right there on the 4th. And then we want to introduce it to the Miami family on the 11th. 
February 11th. So that's the uh, rebooting of the SACs where we're going to roll out uh, some new membership sites and technology that we're working on the app and also, um, you know, some follow-ups on the membership site. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to it. You know, I look forward to it. The network, the network is definitely expanding. It's getting powerful. We have some very talented people who have solutions. I'm going to be introducing some people in our networks in both of the Facts Initiative um, seminars. So, yeah, you know, look out for that. Mm-hmm. Anybody in Houston Ooh. and anybody in Miami, um, Fort Lauderdale, any of the Florida area, hit us on an email, the Mark 125th, that's T-H-E-M-A-R-T, the number one, the number two, the number five, um, T-H at gmail.com. So that's the Mark 125th at gmail.com. Send me your information. We'll send you the link to the Eventbrite so you can get your tickets and you can be in the building. You don't have to be in those states to the initiative or view favor of Black Woman Messiah. Let's give a hand to technology. They've made it so you can join us. Be your phone, like Blue Pill did last night in his monumental lecture, Blood Moon and All Part 2. Salute for that. Yes, family, and if you missed that presentation, it will be available uh, very shortly in a day or two. We're going to have the rebroadcast, all right? So you guys can um, go and download it. You can stream it. You can see it in the convenience and the comfort of your own home, whenever you like, like Netflix, all right? We're going to be launching Netflix, so it's another thing. Mm-hmm. So as you can see, it's a lot to be done. We are in these um, winter months in New York. We're going to take this time to finish, you know, formulating uh, the platform, relaunching the platform, getting all of our content and everything together. It's an arduous process. As you can imagine, we're juggling a lot of things. We have a lot of things that are on our plate. Shout out to everybody who has supported the Scorpion King album, all right? Uh, Very, very uh, beautiful week dealing with the people that were out here purchasing, supporting the album. Um, The video made for this premiered last week to um, made a lot of people very excited, you know what I'm saying, for the visuals to, to, you know, for the project to be attached to these visuals. And I'm just getting a lot of um, positive feedback, and I'm using that positive feedback as a creative force to um, work on more projects. So me and Blue got some stuff that it's on the stove, it's cooking. It's cooking. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got work on the way. Work. You know, and that is just to share something with the family that is um, definitely what our goals for 2017 you know um, one of our one of our main 
long-range and short-range goals for this year is to focus on the art and the craft, you know, and uh, utilize that to speak to people who don't necessarily hear our voice or who had no idea who we were or what this information and this message was about. You feel me? Through YouTube. Because it covers a lot of people, but there's still a lot of people out there that um, they search. It's still a lot. You know I mean? Yeah, it's still a lot, bro. Like, they need this cloth. They need this talk. They need um, this music. Uh, I've been told that, that the music came at the right time. People need um, the soundtrack. They need these anthems, these mantras. You know, they need that frequency, that vibe to um, make sense of some of the madness they find themselves um, enveloped in. So, you know, when I see this project, the Blue Got, uh, like I said, you know, we know the healing properties of music, and we also know the visionary aspect of what, these, what the music could do. You know, um, this age or this era that we've just been ushered in, I look forward to the music. I know, I know that it's going to create some very power. It's nothing, nothing else is going to bring about some very thought-provoking, you know, um, poetry. And God damn it, it's going to bring about some of the most interesting and compelling poetry ever witnessed. That as well. There's there's duality to this. Facts, yeah. It's Gemini's number family. Straight Gemini, the twinning energy. So this twinning era, so this age of the Gemini, that, um, you know, it was written. It was definitely written. All right. Anything else you want to touch on? No, we could. I want to touch on I had a rhyme that I wrote. I said it's Prius time. You know, like the Toyota Prius? Yeah, Prius. I said they don't want to see us shine. It's Prius time. You see what them crackers did to the GS9? Now, (laughs) free tax stone. Okay, you got to study New York City in... Pay attention to what is taking place when we talk about the fear of a black or more messiah. You have to remember, okay, when there, there are certain artists out here and there's a certain level of surveillance and there's, a, there's levels of scrutiny that they receive from law enforcement when they have a strange admixture or a strange mixture of what is known as street in consciousness or, you know, nigger shit mixed with some rebel slave shit or, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Case in point, there was a rapper named Rod Diggs, right? Rod Diggs was a gang-affiliated, bro. He was gang-affiliated. He was also very militant in his stance you know, street consciousness or street militancy, all right? And I recall seeing a video that he did, you know what I mean? And it was basically like 
trying to bring the gangs together under a truce, right? Under the mm-hmm. utilizing utilizing uh antagonists under the un, you know, as the utilizing the NYPD as his antagonist. Right? Immediately after I saw that there was a swoop down on the brother. You know what I mean? And immediately Immediately, and what I began to notice, because remember, remember we all used to read the daily news, you know, and we've been in the system before, so we know how DAs, prosecutors, and the judge, and certain people move when they make statements, or when they're when when something is extraordinary or it's outside of the judicial, you know, it it it, it um it makes a precedent in the judicial realm. This is when you see these exorbitant bells, you know what I mean? This is when they really start talking these numbers. So when I began noticing certain things, I'm like, damn, they're they throwing a little, you know what I mean? Like they're going super-duper hard at the brother. And it began to remind me of another case where we had a brother by the name of World who was an associate of Lou mm-hmm. Kim's being an associate of Little Kim, you know, he was what is known as a a hood legend, an urban legend, you know what I mean? For the work that he put in the streets, he was a gangster who was respected. He had a stream of consciousness on Wendy Williams' show where he began to reveal the inner workings of the music industry and what he identified as, you know, I won't say the Illuminati because it's not that serious. He had a Pimp C moment, yeah. Yeah, you're talking about Pizzagate, shit like that. You know, he was referring to the homosexual cabal or the mafia. You know, he went a little deeper past this homo shit, you know. For everybody that be so pro-homo and uh, it's all about love. You niggas get really excited when they talk about homosexuals in the industry. You base your whole fucking Illuminati off of a nigga being a closet homo, like that's the, you know what I'm saying? That's your that's that's the biggest fucking uh, anchor to your conspiracy theories. But then you're like, leave Mokana, what what's his name? Going up on a Tuesday, huh? Chance the rapper's brother. Be like, like leave them alone. Mac, yeah, <laughs> Mac on They're like, leave him alone, but. Y'all the same niggas as y'all had to y'all y'all the same motherfuckers that was on the witch hunt, burning crosses and shit. I get, I don't get it. But anyway, they swooped down on on Supreme. But Supreme, mm-hmm. well, they swooped down on World, locked him down. I'm talking about Levinsworth type of lockdown. You know, the minute he started talking, remember the feds is always following. Niggas, they've been following. They've been following a lot of niggas. Yeah. Okay, it's when, it's and when they hit him with jihadi charges, like, or you was trying to start a jihad. You know what I'm saying? They mm-hmm. snatched him up and put him under the jail. They snatched they Supreme up, up when he made he was, a, rend, a rendition of Kiana's Revenge, um, where he was speaking Kiana's in the yeah in the movie about Ed Burns, which is a no-no, who was the rookie officer. Was slain um, during the reign of 
Fat Fat Cat Pappy Mason, yeah. Nikki Ball, and Nikki. I mean Fat Cat, yeah, out in Queens, and that was the case that George Herbert W. Bush used to uh, win his presidency against mm-hmm. uh, the caucus. Was he running against the caucus? Yeah. You sure that wasn't Reagan? Um, no, nah, it was Reagan. It was Bush. It was Bush. Remember, Bush was Reagan's vice president. This was in the 90s mm-hmm. that Ed Burns got killed. And the war on drugs wasn't intensified. It wasn't federally mandated. It still was local at that point. And that's when they created TNT. Okay. And he started becoming, they brought the feds in, and he utilized that as a talking point. He brought his father on stage okay. and held his badge up. It was like, we're going to get justice. We're going to be tough on crime. And that's how they rallied okay. him in the election. Okay? So that's a no-no. Okay. That's a political no-no. You don't touch that. And he hinted on it yeah, in the yeah. movie rendition that he made of Kenyatta's Revenge, and it washed him. And that's when they ran up in Murder, Inc., and they was trying to turn them dudes upside down and wash them paws. And they also, that was the time the Jay Prince, I believe, should and Er, yeah, they was talking about formulating their, um, their own distribution. So they had mm-hmm. multiple reasons they shut that shit down. And Supreme and was a muscle by all Israeli. Yep. They yeah. were shooting at Lyor. Shooting at Lyall, Kevin Lyles, you know what I mean? All of the people they said were, you know, in the way or had their hands real deep in everybody's pockets. So they were, they were on their last hoorah, on their last gangster hoorah to try to, um, you know, muscle these, uh, you know, these gangsters out of the, uh, out of the pot that was, called, that was known as hip-hop. And we all know what happened with that. Wash, wash, tsunami. So then, fast forward, when we, you know, I have some associates of mine who live in the same area of the Bobby Schmurders of the world, Rowdy Rebel and them. And they shared with me the fact that when there was a young crip that, were, that was murdered by the police out there about a year before Bobby Schmurder rose to national fame, they were the ones that were responsible for turning that area upside down. And mm-hmm. the sentiments that they had towards the uh, boys in blue, you know, and their boys their boys in blue, the way that they looked at the other boys in blue, you know, there was always tension. So henceforth, that goes into the whole thing that the police was like, yeah, now nah, we was watching them niggas before the rap shit. They were under investigation because they was, they was out here turning up on the pole. So when I began hearing about Rebel Rowdy Rebel specifically, not Bobby Schmurda, Rowdy Rowdy Rebel, how he was on his quote unquote, you know, militancy. You know what I mean? The swoop down happened. Boop boop. They came and got him. Yeah, remember he said his father was conscious. He said his papa's conscious, but he was like, I ain't with that shit. Ain't with that shit. Yeah. So, yeah, Cause these brothers had family members with some malls. They used to go to class with us. Mm-hmm. I mean, so all of that was filtering back. You know. So then when I see the tax stone, I'm like, 
I ain't going to say it like this, but, you know, just coincidentally, after the show that you do with Tariq Nasheed, then they decide that they want to come and see you. And everybody's mad surprised, like, oh, shit, what happened? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, and the people, because, again, because they're so apolitical, they can't even put one or two together. They're not even, they're going straight to whack 100 and thinking it's because of a Twitter beef. Like, how did that get him booked? You know what I'm saying? They're so non-astute when it comes to putting one or two together, son. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's dangerous. dangerous. On a do- if it's not on a gossip site, you got to understand the damage place. of these fucking gossip sites, these blogs. Blogs have been complicit in fake news and dumbing our people down and feeding our people the poison of Negro food. You understand? They're, they're the an- them niggas is anchoring our people's consciousness into their, they keep niggas stuck in their ass. Because what do you see on the sites all day? A rapper talk about how he killed another nigga. A nigga coming out that he gay. Somebody, some black woman turning up, she's swirling. She's twerking. Her hair came out during a fight. You know what I'm saying? She lost her kids. She's divorcing. She's cheating. They're breaking up. Gossip. I don't. I don't, want, I don't even know anything about these gossip sites. I don't know what's going no, on in that world. bro. Everything is gossip. Me? Lad is gossip. Uh, the way that these, the clickbait, the way that these, the way that the sensationalism on just clips to go viral, the way that it's just about challenges, social media mentality, it all is all related. There's an Android meme taking place, like Buddha Clinks talks about. And what Shout I see is, legend, what I see is that, um, like I said, keep in mind, I'm going to pull up this. I could pull up an article about um, the uh, multi-billionaire who is responsible for turning in the tide on Donald Trump's election, thus placing him in his ideal or his vision of the future or his super PAC, not just in the White House, but at, in the seat of leadership. Remember, there has to be a there, there was a there was a, a, a doctrine that won. There was mm-hmm. a concept that prevailed. Not just a man. It's not just a man with a name and a family. It's not just an. It's not just a, a a personality like a Trump. He ushered in a new doctrine, and everything that he got up there today and spoke about in his speech is what it is. Okay, is everything that is everything that we said it is. You, if you have, if you have any doubts about what's going on in the next four years, you simply go and study the Heritage Foundation. Start there, okay? Go and study the Heritage Foundation. Go and study all of their videos on YouTube and listen to them. You know, you listen to white people. Don't say that you can't listen to no crack. No, no, you listen to them all day. Yeah, I want to, okay, you're watching the best of Salt Bay and all this other stuff. Yeah, so go on right watch these, me. Yeah, go and watch these pilgrims talk about what it is 
that they are intending, intending purpose. What is their purpose and what do they intend to do? You, if you have a purpose and an intention in your life, then I would definitely recommend checking it out. If you don't have a purpose, okay, and you're easily swayed or, you know, you're confused when you hear somebody asserting themselves, then you shouldn't watch it, you know, just to save you the hassle, you know, just to save you the hassle. Because some people are uncomfortable with Europeans or any other human beings other than themselves asserting their greatness. We live in a society where you become a megastar and a superstar and followed and adored and admired and worshipped for asserting your greatness. So I'm confused here. Speak on it, God. So... I'm gonna just really touch on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna briefly touch on the agency that is um, responsible. It's it's responsible for being the driving force that put Donald Trump in the White House in what was known as a November surprise when he surged, when he came out of nowhere and took the lead. And the silent majority, you feel me, rose up and, um, you know, got behind him without talking crazy. I mean, they talk crazy and everything. They doing what they do, but without, you know, just doing it. Unlike what other people do, because other people just talk and they're not doing All right, let me go pull this up. This is a name to go and research for the researchers out there. Richard Spencer. You need to have that name um, locked in, you know what I mean? Study, you know, find out who that is. Um, that man is very uh, instrumental in Trump's presidency, and uh, he has many of his people sitting in the top seats of the of the Trump cabinet, including Steve Bannon and whatnot. Company, he owns a company. Uh, he's a multi-billionaire. Mm-hmm. He's a multi-billionaire and a company, one of the companies that he, uh, that he owns, because there's multiple companies. There's corporate structure, corporate uh, hydra, uh, uh, might I add that this man has under his belt, almost like something that we may have seen in cartoons before, but we'll get into that in a minute, all right? But um, this company is a super PAC. No, this company is not a super PAC. This company is a technology company called Cambridge Analytica. Analytica, okay? Cambridge Analytica. Right, hold on real quick. I'm letting it load up. Look, let's read about Mercer. More recently, Mercer contributed 
$425,000 to the super PAC, Black Americans for a Better Future, research that. The other donors, all of whom appear to be, like Mercer, white, have given only $38,000 and $350 combined, making Mercer's responsible for 92% of the haul. BADF <laughs> seems to exist only in, to employ Raynard Jackson, an African-American political consultant in Washington, D.C., who has accused Barack Obama of relentless pandering to homosexuals. Given that BADF's goal is to deliver at least 15% of the black vote to the GOP presidential nominee this year, it's fair to say it hasn't been giving a rousing success. In a small world of black Republicans, Jackson is viewed as an embarrassment and a con man, a.k.a. a coon, but he's the guy <laughs> and others like him. Now, listen, real talk. Remember, they said they gave him a bag, they gave him a budget for 15% of the vote, right? Meaning right. those niggas that meet in Trump Tower, like, I don't need all of y'all. There's a small percentage of, of, the, of the blacks that we want to fuck with anyway, okay? That nigga's giving Steve the call, like, look, Steve, either you come through, just make the choice. The choice is yours, nigga. Steve, come through. Are we, I'm going to be all right, boss. You, you're going to be all right, Steve. If you didn't come through, though, you niggas was going to see you. So I read about Cambridge Analytica. So you know that this is not about just Trump. So it doesn't matter about who he knows. And, you know, they make it about him because we're going to read his personality disorders. He's a megalomaniac, but it's also about the people behind him. Cambridge Analytics is a privately held company that combines data mining and data analysis with strategic communication for the electoral process. It was created in 2016 as an offshoot of its British parent company, SEL Group, to participate in American politics. In 2014, CA was involved in 44 U.S. political races. But he is heavily funded by the family of Robert Mercer, an American hedge fund billionaire. In 2015, it became known as the data analysis company, working initially for Ted Cruz's presidential campaign. In 2016, after Cruz's campaign has faltered, Cambridge Analytica started to work for Donald Trump's presidential campaign. The and firm maintains offices in New Yes. The firm maintains offices in New York City, Washington D.C., and London. There's even people who are beginning were beginning to say that Ted Cruz the whole time and Jeb Bush purpose were were throwing their campaign on purpose, allowing Donald Trump to one up on them, allowing Donald Trump to have these uh these stronger talking points in both the debates and also on the campaign road and the Twitter wars and things of that nature. Because keep in mind the same people and not just not just because of this point, they were saying that study, when you looked at the film and when you were looking at the debates and when you were looking at them going back and forth, it was like Ted Cruz was allowing Trump to one-up on him. And that's how he began to buzz his name. 
right? Yeah, he was dunking when on him. He was air one and on him. He was he was air one and on him. Was, he was the last hope. It's like we know Ted Cruz gonna get him. <laughs> we know and he was just guy. letting. He, yeah, remember he dragged him because it was just him and him in that last debate when he shined on him. He's like Ted Cruz ain't show up. Mhm. So coincidentally, the multi-billionaires who were behind him jump on Trump's band or jump on the Trump train, and then his his campaign magically begins to elevate. You have to look at the time period. I believe it was sometime in the summer when the whole thing happened, when they jumped on board with him. But look at this article right here about Cambridge Analytica. Will Donald Trump's data analytics company allow Russia to access research on U.S. citizens? Tracing the suspicious-looking and messy ties between a Ukrainian oligarch, an elections information firm, and a GOP's candidate former campaign manager. This is an um, article in, a, in a, a, a publication called Tablet, and it's about Cambridge Analytica. The history, it was founded as the Behavioral Dynamics Institute as a research facility for strategic communication research, strategic communication family. Go and find what that is. It's the, and the study of mass behavior and how to change it led him to establish strategic communication laboratories in 1993. This man is Nigel Oates. Oates, okay? That's the, that's the guy who founded it. Oates thought that in order to shift mass opinion, academic insights as gained through psychologists and anthropologists at BDI should be applied and would be more successful than traditional advertising methods. BDI became a nonprofit affiliate of SEL. He said, Oates thought that in order to shift mass opinion, Academic insights as gained through psychologists and anthropologists at BDI should be applied and will be more successful than traditional advertising methods. After initial commercial success, SCL expanded into military and political arenas. It became known for involvement in military disinformation camp to social media branding and voter targeting. There's your fake news. There's Russia. There's everything that the CIA was pulling up. Let me go back and say that this is the billionaire company that just got, after initial commercial success, SCL expanded into military and to political arenas. It became known uh-huh. for involvement in military disinformation campaigns to social media it, branding and voter targeting. According to its website, yes. SEL has participated in over 25 international political and electoral campaigns since 94. Since 09, it has also started to apply its operations for disaster management and disease prevention. So you know what that means in code language. <laughs> There's no, that means disease prevention means spreading a disease. Mm-hmm. SEL's involvement in the political world has been primarily in the developing world where it has begun used by the military and politicians to study and manipulate public opinion and political will. It uses what we have been called psyops to provide insight into the thinking of the target audience. 
SEL claims to have been successful to help formant hoops. According to his website, SEL has influenced elections in, listen to these countries, Italy, Latvia, Ukraine, Albania, Romania, South Africa, Nigeria, Kenya, Moratoria, India, Indonesia, Thailand, Taiwan, Colombia, Antigua, St. Vincent and the Grenadines, St. Kitts and Nevis, Trinidad and Tobago. That's all of the holdings of the conquistador, okay, of the crusaders, first and foremost. Second, that's all of the places where these, you saw the documentary, correct, Blue Pill? Oliver Stone's Mm -hmm. um, thing on Netflix. These are some of the conflicts that we're talking about with these coops. Mm -hmm. While the company initially got involved in elections in the United Kingdom, it ceased to do so after 1997 because staff members did, listen, staff members did not exhibit the same aloof sensibility as with projects abroad. SEL claims that its methodology has been approved or endorsed by agencies of the government of the United Kingdom and the federal government of the United States, among others. SEL formed Cambridge Cambridge Analytica to participate in the election process in the United States. It entered the U.S. market in 2012 and was involved in 44, 44 U.S. Congressional, U.S. Senate elections in the 2014 midterm elections. That's when they took over. Remember when the Republicans sweep? And they was like, where did they come from? What happened? We didn't see that coming. 2015, mm-hmm. it was disclosed that the company had entered the Republican Party presidential primaries. 2016, primarily in support of Ted Cruz. CA is fully funded by hedge fund billionaire Robert Mercer, a major supporter of Ted Cruz. All right. Let's read a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Um, Real quick. Ben Carson was the second client of Cambridge Analytica. His campaign had paid for 22 racks for data management and web service, reported in October 2015. (laughs) Mark Rubio's campaign was supported by Optimus Consulting. Remember Optimus Consulting. Another 24-year-old. Yes. After Cruz dropped out of the race for the Republican presidential nomination in May, it was May, 2016, Robert Mercer and his daughter, Rebecca, Rebecca, started to support Trump. In August, yeah, it, became known that, it became known that CA, we'll call Cambridge Analytics CA, they followed their allegiance and worked for Trump's presidential campaign. Trump's campaign also worked with Dials Par Scale. In September, the Trump campaign spent $5 million with CA to target potential voters. Eventually, the Trump campaign spent about $15 million. After Trump's win of the presidential election on November 8, 2016, Matthew Oxkowski, 
head of product for CA, indicated that our internal data showed the race tightening in the last few weeks of the election because of previously hidden trends within voter sampling and demographic abnormalities in absentee ballots and early voting, especially in rural areas. These trends, in part, were responsible for the boost towards the president-elect in the industrial Midwest. Our models predicted most of the late movement correctly. Alexander Nix indicated the CA's involvement took an, quote, instrumental part, unquote, in the win. These are your people who are the string pullers, okay? I'm just giving you the breakdown of who they are behind the scenes, you know, because I was, um, the, the dichotomy is so interesting that you have a president that almost exhibits zero intelligence, but artificial intelligence by way of algorithms are what are running the world right now. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't got to be smart. Your computer is smart for you. Computer <laughs> you know what I'm saying? AI, yeah, AI is smarter than the average human at this point anyway as we head towards singularity. So the deep pocket people, it's about superior systems. This is the conversation that they're having about Russia, whether fake, real, or imagined. You know what I'm saying? Who has the superior tech? You know what I'm saying? Because whoever got superior tech ain't getting hacked, but whoever got the superior tech is doing the hacking. So is it Russia? Is it China? Is it America? All of the things that they got us thinking about are significant and important are no longer important. Your children are going to school for, you know, 12 years of slave, wasting their lives if they're not into computer science. If they're not, if they're yeah, not into on. IT. I, yeah. If they're not looking the up action. will be digitized. The evolution will be digitized. Look, Trump campaign paying millions for psychographic profile of every voter. Trump campaign paying millions for a psychographic profile of every voter. His campaign now believes drastic measures are required to erase a potentially irreversible disparity between the candidate's get-out-the-vote operation and Clinton's meticulously built machinery. In Fifth Avenue office near Trump Tower, a company being paid millions of dollars by Donald Trump's presidential campaign says it has developed a political weapon powerful enough to help the Republican nominee overcome his troubles and win the White House. The key is a psychological model for identifying voters that can determine the personality of every single adult in the United States of America, said Alexander Nix, chief executive, chief executive of Cambridge Analytica. The little-known company, which has operated in the United States for four years, opened its office here only a month ago and is clearly at the center of Trump's quest for a last-minute comeback against Democrat Hillary Clinton. All right? And then let's mm. take it here. Shit sounds scarier than Skynet. He said, we got files on all you bitches. Yeah, all you niggas. <laughs> you ain't got to have a beer. They got a house on you. Cambridge Analytica aims to increase the accuracy of micro-targeting by adding psychographic analysis to widely available demographic data. 
potential voters who look much the same on paper. A 35-year-old white woman for Iowa, for example, may have different personalities that make them care about different things and respond to different political messages, according to Nix. On one Second Amendment supporter might react to an ad showing a grandfather and grandson out hunting together, for example. Another may be unmoved by that image but responded to the sight of a house window being broke by an armed robber. To get the right message to the right person, Cambridge Analytica collates updated Myers-Briggs style profiling known as Ocean 5 with information drawn from national data sets which included information on everything from which churches or clubs voters attended to to the magazines they buy, the web pages they visit, and their level of education, Nick says. The key traits in Ocean 5 are openness, con- conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Those are the key traits in Ocean 5. The pro-Republican data analytics company, which has offices in Washington and the New Corps building in New York, as well as in London, currently has about 85 employees and will grow with demand. Now, let's go ahead real quick. Let me show you how predictive programming works, and let me show you how deep this shit goes. Okay? Don't judge me. We did a, we did a video where we talked about fact that predictive programming, you know, is being used because in in shows like The Simpsons, right, Mm -hmm. you have episodes where they predicted this Trump thing damn near to a T. There's a meme with him getting on an escalator. I'm saying, they like, damn, how's that? Then you have the whole case of that was about 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Then you have a whole case of, then you have the um, phenomenon in the going the Back to the Future series. Biff, you know what right. I'm saying? You know, with Biff and everything, and then with the, the actual, um, what you would call it, director of the movie saying, no, that was actually on purpose. Like we, 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 you know, that character was molded after yeah, we, we typecast Trump. We typecast. We Trump, typecast. Right? You know what I mean? And then we get to GI Joe. So I was reading up on the GI Joe thing, and listen, listen. You know, like, this is some interesting stuff. So I just want to share you, you know, I just want to share with you some of the things about G.I. Joe. And I didn't necessarily read you everything about Robert, uh, the Spencer dude, but just from what I read, let's go into this. As a guy who grew up in the 80s, I can personally attest that G.I. Joe was definitely on the menu in my after-school TV cartoon lineup. If you're a young reader, let me tell you this. G.I. Joe wasn't your wimpy Dora the Explorer cartoon. It was a half an hour full of badass characters, face kicking and laser gun shooting their way to victory. And that's pretty much what that's pretty much what I remembered of this TV gun, this TV show, laser gun shootouts. Until recently, 
A reader of this site recommended I view a particular episode of the series called Money to Burn, which depicts in great detail a vital part of today's New World Order agenda. I was in shock. So I watched other episodes in the series, and this is what I saw, psychological warfare, tapping into occult forces to obtain political power, military research funded by huge corporations and mind control used on citizens and celebrities, the series pretty much sums up the entire contents of the Vigilant Citizen website. Most of the shady things are accomplished by Cobra Commander, the bad guy of the show, who is a ruthless terrorist aiming for world domination. The Joes always manage to stop Cobra, however, dismantling his evil schemes in an orgy of laser gunfire and spectacular explosions. Hold on. Let's read about Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander, his profile, he's a spoiled offspring of European aristocrats. Anastasia Cizarvanova was first involved in student radicalism, dabbled in extremist fringe groups, and finally graduated to international terrorism. She is believed to have been trained by a spy and a saboteur at an exclusive facility run by former Warsaw Pact Intelligence Agency. Officially the head of Cobra Intelligence Operations, oh, this is the Baroness that I'm reading about, the Baroness, the daughter of the uh, wealthy despot. Mm -hmm. Officially the head of the Cobra Intelligence Operations, the Baroness is a world-class expert in cryptography, psychological warfare, and biochemical skin irritants. She also has old ties and loyalties to Destro and is the only one who knows his secret identity. The Baroness has had extensive plastic surgery after suffering severe burns during the Cobra night attack operation. All right, let's read up on Destro. Born in Calendar, Scotland, Destro's full name is Jane McGullen Destro, the 10th and he is a lord of the castle Destro in the Scottish Highlands. The Destro clan has designed and sold weapons for centuries, and Destro is the faceless power behind their current incarnation, Mars, military armament research system, a state-of-the-art weapons mm -hmm. manufacturer and one of the <clears throat> largest multinational corporations in the world. As a businessman, Destro is a cutthroat and unyielding and is able to maintain apartments and office buildings in most major cities of the world. His luxurious lifestyle outdoes most oil sheets or shipping magnets. War is his business and passion. Destro believes in the spoils of war and the vast wealth Mars provides. He hires mercenaries to stir up conflict in dangerous regions that provides high-tech arms to any size able to meet his price. Hold on, we're about to cut the live stream. So read what's the three four seven six three seven two one three five three four mm -hmm. seven six three seven two one three five. I'm gonna read one more thing about Cobra Commander. Just to show the family the similarities, not with the Trump administration, but with this whole goddamn uh <laughs> with the whole story. You know? There's so many similarities in these cartoons, this predictive programming that we were watching as young children with impressionable minds and imagination that um, 
are part of our Comic narrative imagination real. Mm. It's in the movies now. It's part of the video games now. It's in the books. It's on the TV shows. It's in the rap songs. It's in people's clothing. Like this level of, you know, conspiracy theory. New World Order type of stuff. You know, so Donald Trump just comes along and he fits the mold of, you know, this, yeah, another part of that program. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's go to Cobra Commander. That was my dude, too. That was your favorite. That was one of your favorite um, characters. She was a Cobra Commander head. Cobra Commander. Destro. Cobra Commander. I have none of them good guys was my guys. Yeah. Yeah. That was our holy trinity. And and, and keep in mind, yeah, because, you know, we all, you know, it depended on who you was, but everybody that I know, we rooted for the bad guy, you know, the villains. The Archangels, you know, the Suicide Squad family, you you get what I'm saying. You know, the Reservoir Dogs. All right, let's get to Cobra Commander. Cobra Commander is a fanatical leader who rules with an iron fist and demands total loyalty and allegiance. His objective is total control of the world's people's governments, wealth, and resources brought about by revolution and chaos. He is believed to have personally led uprisings in the Middle East, Southeast Asia, and other trouble spots, and held responsible for kidnapping scientists, businessmen, and military leaders, forcing them to reveal their top-level secrets. Over the years, Corporal Commander has suffered assassination attempts and even an imposter posing as him for a time. However, he always manages to find a way out of every situation, having become a constant foil for the G.I. Joe team, who have ended up fighting Cobra almost exclusively, no matter how dire or unscathed. Cobra Commander's hatred and drive have only grown ruthless and more focused. Dangerously destabilized, Cobra Commander's persona runs the gamut from friendly, charismatic, to terrifyingly sociopathic. His charm can twist intentions and morals, so that his rhetoric actually reads as plausible and relatable to his minions. Psychoanalysis, who has studied his case files, has described him as an ingenuous hustler with visions of grandeur, which makes him all the more dangerous. Most dictators are hampered by pretending to pursue a noble cause, but Cobra Commander does not have that problem. He hopes to fray the fabric of society using terrorism, tyranny, economic slavery to uproot the existing power structures across the globe. So if anybody wants to know about Trump and what he's about to do and what he's up to, well, go study Cobra Commander, okay? Because there's the guy. <laughs> That's your psychological Cambridge analytic. They should have cut me the check. I'm just testing up a few checks, you know, because we just did the psychological analytic. Because I could go and read about what some of those terms mean. So we could begin to identify. Remember, when they talk about Donald Trump, they talk about the, the power of his persuasion. 
This is what you're going to be dealing with, somebody who's going to hypnotize your own people, people that you, you know, your maybe your, 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 your bae or your boo or your husband or your wife, I don't know, or your mama or your dad. He's going to be um, subduing them. If not, what's your He's going to be out here finessing these hoes. They're going to be finessing these hoes. Okay? Please believe that. <laughs> You're dealing with this. He, he, is, he is a wise man who knows how to play dumb versus a dumb man trying to play his wise. That's just my interpretation, what I see. We're going to talk about the psychology of um, persuasion real quick so I can give you an explanation on not just how Red Pill sees it, but how many different pundits who are studying this man, they're, they're bringing the information forward. The psychology of persuasion. Okay. Hold on, yeah. You can't have a slow computer in the quickening. Shit don't work. It's friction. <laughs> no slow grinding in the quickening. So when you're dealing with um, uh, a narcissistic person with narcissistic personality disorder, such as Trump, but when you're dealing with somebody who has, he's not going at you with facts. He's coming at you with emotional, with emotions. He's coming at you with energy and emotion. He's coming at you with um, persuasive, persuasion. He's coming at you with key words, loaded words, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about how you feel when you hear him versus, you know, what it is that may be said. Similarly, it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah, similar to what they said was Hitler's appeal, logic, exactly. But they said we live in a post-world of facts. They said the facts doesn't matter anymore. It's about, he was like, nigga, fuck the facts. I reached these niggas' hearts and minds, okay? He said I I persuaded them to vote for me. It's not about the facts. It's about how to appeal to people who you took psychoanalysis evaluations of their life, what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Son, I was watching his um his post parade, his thank you parade when he went around to his base mm-hmm. post election. Yeah. And he was like, parade. "Yo, yeah, his victory parade." He was talking so greasy to them. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Y'all was yeah." What did he say? In so many words, he was like, "Yo, y'all was savagely angry, and y'all was like savagely um." You know what I'm saying? Uh, mad. Like the words, the, the lingo that he was using mm-hmm. was just, remember, he um, he doesn't think about what he's saying. He has an open mind. He just speaks. He speaks what's on his mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he was just like, yo, y'all was just savagely mad. You know what I'm saying? When I was coming out here stumping, campaigning in front of y'all, you know, y'all wanted me to build a wall. Y'all screaming, lock her up, lock her up. He's like, look at y'all now. He's like, y'all, y'all docile, y'all laid back. Why? Because I won. Because I won. So he's telling them exactly what time it is. Feel me? 
He's mm-hmm. like, yo, I use your analytics to finesse y'all. I spoke directly mm-hmm. to your passion. You know what I'm saying? Y'all was foaming at the mouth, and y'all went and put me in, and now y'all went back to sleep. You feel me? And here I am. Let me explain Ready to you what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why I told him it's time to work, time to get busy. Study the Philippines and what's going on over there. There are two key factors that will determine your level of persuasive ability. The first of these factors is your psychological mindset and your ability to tap into this resource and use it to its greatest effect. A persuasive person needs to cultivate a mind state that is built upon three fundamental layers. The first layer is built upon honor. The second layer is built upon trust. The third layer is built upon presence. Each layer must be cultivated and practiced in order to enhance one's ability to persuade others in a variety of social settings. 